China is rising up against COVID restrictions. After years of zero COVID policies, major protests have broken out across multiple cities in China, with thousands of protesters taking to the streets in Shanghai, where protesters are now demanding the resignation of President Xi Jinping. China's president over the country's uh, policy has presided with the zero COVID uh, approach, a very strict set of measures that has caused devastating harm to the country. And now more vigils and protests are anticipated today and expected to expand across multiple cities. Public anger initially flared after a deadly apartment block fire, which killed 10 people, including three children. Many blame the ongoing lockdown restrictions for hampering rescue efforts and video footage confirms this is likely to be a major contributing factor. Despite this, of course, officials in the area abruptly held a news conference denying that the COVID measures had hampered the escape and the rescue. And many of the 4 million residents in the area had come under some of the most strict lockdown restrictions, some barred from leaving their homes for as long as 100 days. And uh, as I mentioned, very clear um, problems in the area with this fire, which have been documented on video footage. Not only this, in China, COVID health status apps are strictly enforced. Those who test positive are sent to sparse, overcrowded quarantine camps resembling prisons. Footage available online, you can see the cramped conditions that Chinese residents are held within. Infants are separated from their parents, pets are killed. Now, Two years on, this all sounds ludicrous, but we know that this happened in other parts of the world. We also saw animals culled in other parts of the world. We've seen people quarantined. We've seen these crazy policies. Yet the media hypocrisy over what's happening in China is quite frankly outstanding to watch, and I'll come back to talk about that. During lockdowns over the course of the years in China, people have struggled to get emergency care, food, basic necessities, uh, and, and this really could be this uprising could be the tipping point across the country after years of suffering. What we're seeing now is people going past their breaking point, their boiling point. It's years of pent-up anger. This is three years of draconian lockdowns, which cost, it's cost people's lives, their livelihoods. And this recent fire is the major trigger uh, that uh, caused people to stand up. But these protests aren't just angry about this particular incident or COVID lockdowns. They're targeting their anger now towards the supreme leader himself. Almost three years of lockdown policies have dragged down the Chinese economy and pushed youth unemployment up to 20%. This is the biggest wave of civil disobedience that mainland China has seen since uh, the president assumed power a decade ago. Now, what makes this protest all the more powerful in particular is that in China, any direct criticism of the government and the president can result in very severe consequences. And already protesters and journalists, the BBC journalists, was witnessed being forcefully bundled into a police vehicle over the weekend. Now, prior to this particular series of protests, banners had started to emerge in key cities. There was a banner saying, we don't want COVID tests, we want to eat, we don't want lockdowns, we want to be free. Banners saying, let us strike from schools and from our work and remove the dictatorial traitor, Xi Jinping. These are harsh messages. These are bold messages. These are brave messages. But there are many quotes coming out of China from some of the protesters, people saying, we just want our basic human rights. We can't leave our homes without getting a test. Now, that might seem 
like a, a lifetime away here in the UK. But remember, we lived under similar conditions and many of the world's leading experts were pointing to China as a roadmap for how to deal with, with, with COVID-19. And in fact, just this week, articles circulating, stipulating how Klaus Schwab and other World Economic Forum leaders point to China as a model for society uh, for the future. So we, we can't <laughs> take this lightly, these these uh, these. Uh, these accusations that people are making as part of the protest. People here aren't violent, said one protester, but the police are arresting them for no reason. Sounds very familiar. Sounds very, very familiar, all too familiar. For those of you who didn't attend the protests in London, this is a familiar scene. People getting uh, shut down, violently assaulted, grabbed, pushed, kicked. These are all scenes that I've personally witnessed here in the UK, let alone in China. Um, Quotes include no PCR tests, we want freedom, followed by repeated calls for freedom. Again, these bold chants stand, stand in the face of real consequences in China. Some protesters also chanted that they didn't want dictatorship. They want freedom and democracy. Witness told, witnesses told reporters uh, that uh, police were making arrests, forcefully pushing protesters uh, into police cars. And then the next day, despite this, in Shanghai, residents returned to continue to protest despite the heavy police presence and roadblocks. Now, these chants for uh, freedom and democracy went on and on. There are videos around the net now circulating showing these chants translated. They go on for some time. They're calling for the Communist Party to step down. You can't overstate just how shocking it is to hear this. Um, on the basis of the real consequences. We know that people disappear in China. People will uh, be seen one day and be uh, gone the next. And uh, the real bravery it takes, the courage it takes to take such a stand is, is quite uh, liberating to see. Now, they're calling directly for the president to resign. It's virtually unheard of. Uh, that said, there have been other protests, but this is a major turning point. Uh, in, in China, it's extremely dangerous to publicly criticize the party, especially the uh, the president himself. You risk prison time or even worse. Um, now, there are now infamous images of protesters holding up blank sheets of paper. Uh, I don't have one to hand. Yes, I do. <laughs> They've become a symbolic statement against censorship. You'll notice on my personal social media channels, I've just changed my profile pictures to a white background, a white square, a white banner to join in solidarity, to say no to state censorship, to say no to tyranny and to stand in support of the protesters in China. Some in China are arguing that the gesture is not only a statement about the silencing of dissent, but also a challenge to the authorities to say, if you're going to arrest me for holding a sign that says nothing, then what are you arresting me for? Uh, another demonstrator in Beijing told Reuters, that the paper had come to represent everything that they want to say but cannot say, such as the extent of the censorship in China. The BBC's China media analyst observed that Chinese censorship officials have gone into overdrive on the country's social media platforms. Tens of millions of posts have been filtered from search results. Blank sheets of paper, white paper can only be drawing sp sparse results when you look for these terms they're already trying to blank out this mode of protest the censors scrubbing of social media has provoked anger online of course uh, <laughs> where people are stating that if you fear a blank sheet of paper then you really are weak inside <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't agree more 
Twitter search results of major Chinese cities have become filled with obscene tweets uh, that obscuring uh, legitimate reports about the protests. You're seeing state-controlled media here infiltrating even uh, platforms like Twitter. Over 95% of tweets under the Beijing search term are from spam accounts with over 70% of the accounts only having started tweeting in volumes just during the course of the protests. And new spam tweets are appearing every few seconds from accounts that are tweeting thousands of times a day. This isn't new. We've seen this outside of China from uh, the beginning. We saw huge waves of Chinese propaganda right from the beginning of the COVID outbreak. If you haven't seen that now, there are, there are, there are, there are countless examples of fake tweets that were advocating for lockdowns and Chinese-style authoritarian policies, which, of course, the rest of the world continue to follow. Now, due to the heavy censorship of Chinese media, protesters in the country are returning to VPNs to access Western services like Twitter and Telegram and Signal to coordinate their efforts. Uh, and meanwhile, hilariously, uh, a papermaker, M&G Stationery, was forced to deny rumors that they'd taken the A4 paper off their shelves for national security reasons, taking away from the people, from the, the paper from the people. Uh, but the blank sign, of course, has become a lightning rod for abuse from those who are still loyal to the central government and angered by the wave of the protest, something we've also seen here in the UK where protesters come under attack by their fellow citizens. However, the <laughs> the point here is that this 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 symbol has become a protest symbol. Many great protests over history will show symbolic acts such as this. The fact that there has become a lashback is not uh, a backlash, rather, is is no surprise given the loyalty to uh, the Chinese regime and the fear surrounding challenging such a regime. But it hasn't been surprising at all to see the ongoing mainstream media hysteria when it comes to COVID. Now, the language is all too familiar. This is directly to quote from one of the mainstream newspapers in the UK. Local lockdowns in recent days in response to surging infections have seen fears resurface over both the domestic economy recovery and global supply chains. UBS strategists noted that the widening of infections could exacerbate global supply chain interruptions and cause domestic headwinds to spill into global markets. Really sensationalist reporting with uh, two of the major cities in China reporting thousands of cases struggling to contain outbreaks. This is their words, not mine, of course. Uh, these are terminology, this style of reporting has become all too familiar over the last couple of years, stating that hundreds of infections were also recorded in several other cities in the country. Let us not forget that China has a population of over 1.4 billion people. 1.4 billion people. So if you're talking about hundreds of infections, you're talking a very small number of people in the context of the population. In fact, Today, they're talking about record numbers of COVID infections. These stories so familiar. 40,000 cases amongst 1.4 billion people. That's 19 cases per million. This is an infinitesimally small number of cases in, in, in context. If you're talking 19 per million, you'd have to, you know, the reality is you'd have to go out and talk to hundreds of thousands of people to even come close to coming into contact with someone who's infected. And of course, we know. The, the, the latest variants that are flying around the world are very minimal in terms of their consequence. Of course, there's always exceptions. 
But this hysteria continues in the mainstream media. But not only this, we've got the hypocrisy, the absolute hypocrisy of the mainstream media. Of course, over the course of the massive, massive uh, protests in the UK and other parts of the world over the last two years, we've got a fraction of attention, always underplayed. But now the mainstream media headlines are alight with stories about the protests of unprecedented proportion that have erupted across China in response to the draconian zero COVID lockdown policies. The irony of this hypocrisy is, is, is so unpalpably frustrating that the protests continue to erupt across China as uh, zero COVID is revealed to be what we all know to be the moral and intellectual catastrophe that it always was. However, it's worth remembering that if we'd taken the official line and the media elite seriously, then the entire free world that we know would look very much as China does today. Let this be a warning shot that this could have been the world that we lived in. And in fact, we did live in for certain periods of time. Uh, and yet none of these officials, none of these media outlets have been held to account for their actions during the last couple of years. So I want to conclude on a note that we must stand in solidarity with our our brothers and sisters in China. Change your profile to a blank sheet of paper. Change your screen. Change your uh, banner. Show support. It's our opportunity right now to club together across the world to say no to tyranny, to say no to censorship, and ultimately to stand against the COVID-19 regime that has unfolded around the world over the last two years. Because if we do not stand up now, the reality is, whilst many people have gone back to their lives their free world that they once knew, then this threat is always around the corner once again to any global catastrophe. So now is the time to stand up in solidarity with China. There are already protests emerging around the world in support. And if uh, there happens to be a protest in the United Kingdom in the near future, then I look forward to joining you there. So make your voice heard today. My final call to action is this. Make sure you join the UK's public inquiry. The public inquiry began earlier this year in October, and now you can share your experiences as part of the inquiry. Now, we all know it's unlikely to lead to any real accountability or change. However, if we leave it to chance, if we leave it to simple, uh, the, the simple process to unfold in its own due course, then our voices will never be heard. So do share your experiences. Do go to the, the video that I recorded just last week sharing how to do that. It's an eight-minute video on YouTube. You can watch that. It'll tell you about the process and how to get involved because if we do not share the devastating impact and harms that these policies have caused, then they will surely raise their ugly heads once more. It's in our hands to create change and it's down to us to take the actions that can support that change. So I stand in support. I stand here in support of the protesters in China, and I look forward to continuing to stand in support with other protesters around the world who are willing to stand up and say no to the tyranny that has unfolded over the last couple of years. I look forward to seeing you again on the Pandemic Podcast. Thanks again for joining me in this episode. Come and join us inside the Elevate Network if you uh, share these views. Be part of the change you want to see in the world. Visit us at weareelevate.org. That's weareelevate.org. Org, and I welcome you to our private online community of change makers. Good night for now. I'll see you again very soon. My name is Dan Aston Gregory. This is the Pandemic Podcast.